Today's episode is sponsored by Aunt Bessie's Inflatable Chicks. Spending Christmas alone and just can't be bothered to cook? Well, just with a few quick blows, you can have an inflatable chick set up and ready to go in no time. Be careful, small pricks may cause it to burst. Hello and welcome to episode 24 of the Beer Bant podcast. My name's James. My name's Chris. Uh, what I podcast was that again? I stumbled over that. Beer and Bants, yeah, I know. Are you sure? Yeah, I you am sure. You a bit confused with it. Yeah, sorry, it's one of those, yeah, it's Christmas, everybody's, everybody's tired, right? It's <laughs> Christmas, it's it's lockdown. Oh, it's just crazy. Ah, so you'd be masturbating right. too much. Right, fair enough. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm going right. blind. I'm going blind. <laughs> <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> Let's just jump straight into the first beer, Chris. Let's go. <laughs> Who's Jimmy? Uh, right, so we'll go straight into our tried and tested, which is from Williams Brothers Brewing Company in Scotland, and it's called Birds and Bees. No, it's not. It's called Birds and Bees. What both? Oh, what is going on with us? We started off in superb form then. As always, uh, if you come here to expect quality content, be disappointed right now, but yeah. stick around anyway. There's a reason it's free. Yeah. Um, so, this is a Golden Summer Ale. Now, I've had this before. I believe you have it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so... Um, I'll let you have a bit of a nose and a bit of a swig while I'm going through the blurb. Uh, essentially, it is a bright golden summer ale brewed with a blend of pale and lager malts, Cascade, First Gold and Amarillo hops, and a late infusion of fresh elderflowers, fruity, aromatic and deliciously refreshing. Uh, when I had it, it kind of tasted like a, I'll probably say a not as nice version of the Brooklyn summer ale. Yeah, no, I definitely get that. To be fair, very similar. But it is. It, it's a, sim- yeah, it's a similar flavour profile there towards <clears> the end. To be fair, for me, I would say, like from a smell point of view, it's what you'd expect from a golden ale. Like yeah. it definitely smells it. You know, it's kind of almost that kind of caramel notes towards the end that you kind of expect from it in terms of the aroma. But um, the actual flavour, yeah, it's. And I think you're right though. It it just doesn't hit the same kind of mark. It's almost like it just missed out for me a little bit, and um, it's quite a. Quite a pungent aftertaste, almost as well. That's the thing. Like it definitely lingers for me personally. I think that's where um, the addition of the elderflower comes in because yeah, I think with the balance actually. of the other yeah. one, um, like the Brooklyn Summer Ale, I think it's a very similar flavour profile. However, that elderflower at the end just seems mm. to, I don't know, put a slightly different aftertaste on what you yeah. kind of expect from the ale. It's where um, you almost want it to level off. It almost just yeah. adds that something just to ramp it up at the end, and it just kind I mean, of. It is a, it's a pleasant enjoyable drink. It's very, very clear. It's not hazy at all. No. Uh, so it is refined. It's more close akin to a lager in look. Um, yet not much on the actual aroma of it at all. But the actual flavour profile, you can get that. You do get a slight bit of fruitiness. You get a slight yeah. bit of hoppiness. The older flavour does come through at the end. Um, doesn't necessarily add a huge amount to it. However... It's what, not. A, what's it, the strength of this? Uh, that's actually a good so, question. This one is four point three percent. Okay. So, well, I think the other flavour just tastes a little bit stronger. Yeah, that's it. what I was thinking because it's almost the harshness at the aftertaste. Because I would have probably said it was a bit, probably close to four point eight or five realistically compared to um, four point three. Like I think actually I'm surprised it's. Uh, yeah, I think the other flow does make that bit of a difference to it, really. Um, but overall, pleasant, really pleasant, pleasant drink. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, it is a summer ale, so you know, yeah, just before winter is a perfect time to drink it. Oh wait a minute. Uh. Also, I think we we always say you know on the podcast, you know, if you've never really tried beers, you, you know, you're a lager drinker. This is the kind of beer that you probably want to go for yeah. because. It is quite weak. It doesn't have much strength to it in terms of flavour, but it's just that little bit more complexity to your standard lager in terms of that little bit of extra flavour towards the end. Yeah, so. uh, not as harsh as a lager yeah. either, because yeah. I, I, mean, I know it sounds strange to people think, what, lager harsh? But actually, there is a harshness to a lager um, where they're trying to give that crisp edge to it. Yeah. So I mean, our number one fan, Kev, he drinks Carling, so what? what you know. oh, have you just outed him with a Carling? Ooh. Yeah, I just did, yeah. I mean, to be fair... It's it, fine. It's, it's not like he owns a brewery or anything, so he's allowed to... <laughs> it is disgusting, so he's brought it on himself. However, I mean, yeah. it's just a bit harsh, really. I mean, people have a weird taste, though, as their favourite beer. Like, look at, of course, banana bread. Me, Budweiser, you know, which you would really question. I, I, anyway, I still, still, to this day, to this I have day. no idea um, how you can drink that. I think it's just... It's a drink that's standard that you just know so well. Like, even if it might not be... Like, I definitely agree there are beers that are better than it that I have, but it's just something I can go back to and just enjoy. Yeah, it's well, refreshing. Like, that's what I find it, so... My, my standard go-to, to be fair, is Heineken. You know what you get. Ice yeah. cold. Yeah, exactly. Easy drinking. But I appreciate what a Heineken isn't a great drink. It's just in 
easy drinking drink. Exactly. But we both agree Carling's just wrong, right? So, Carling's wrong. Yeah, exactly. Budweiser's wrong. No. So, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, there's not really much else we can say about that, is there? So, yeah. Well, that's the um, tried and tested. So, it's definitely worth a try. Probably more as a barbecue beer, personally. But, uh, you know, middle of winter, why not? We'll Very spice sexual. it up. Exactly, yeah. There are no rules. Uh, considering about that, we were talking previously, I believe it was the start of November, where I was trying to get you to talk about like horror films and scary films, and decided to take it on to Christmas. Cause, yeah, yeah, you know. because I start Christmas early. Mm, you are a bellend. Um, yeah, so shall we go down the old Christmas film route? Yeah, so the movies I've been watching this month are Easter. Uh, <laughs> you'd be you know so what? livid. You would have been surprised. surprised. No. No. no, of course not. No, um... <laughs> I think it was because of the lockdown and the isolation. Like, I think a lot of people started their Christmas a lot earlier uh, this year. You're not sponsored by Pornhub, James, just to clarify. Please continue. Um, <laughs> because of that. <laughs> oh, but if they do want to sponsor us, <laughs> if we're going to ask for one sponsorship, that would be it, right? Like, oh, there'd be oh. a lot of money involved, but uh, you would actually go blind. But we um, will not be doing any videos for it. That, that's where our video <laughs> career stops, right? It will only be audio. I don't know, apparently seems to be a thing about, like, you know, naked fat men, which seems a bit weird to me, but, oh well. Should we just leave an awkward yeah, pause there? I think, I think that's a perfect time to yeah, move no, on. Yeah, no, so, I mean, I started watching Christmas movies in November, so I've been watching them for months now. Yeah, and you love your um, Hallmark ones, is that right? Yeah, or Hallmark, yeah. The cheesy, romantic Christmas films that are really bad, you know the ending within five minutes, but... It's just it's a feel good film, right? Because that's that's the whole point no. of Christmas movies for me, a feel good films. But I think we both have the exact same favourite Christmas film, okay. which I think it, it will spark a debate. Well, I don't, well so, the film we won't. I mean, I have a top three. Yeah, no, and I think I. Yeah. Well, I'm happy to go through them. Yeah, from let's third go from to from third to first. Yeah, third to first. I'm on board. Okay, so third, the ultimate classic, Home Alone. Okay. So I believe it's celebrated its 30-year anniversary yeah, this year, that, isn't it? which is yeah. frightening. I mean, the thing is, the first two, really good. Why are they carrying on making them? Apparently there's a Home Alone 5, which I never even knew existed. I did not know that. It's not called Home Alone 5, it's called Home Alone something else, but it is the same like okay. thing, and it's just, yeah. I watched um, Home Alone 3, that was terrible, yeah. that was absolutely shocking. But you can kind of see where they're at least trying yeah. to take it in a different yeah. route. So. I think it's so hard though when like the actor grows that little bit older mm. that they can't kind of go back to it. So they've got to try a different way, I suppose. But. That makes sense. Um, but yeah, the first two home runs were fantastic. Uh, personally, the first one is my favourite. There's an element. Uh, there's elements of the second mm. one which are better in my opinion. Like the the whole part where Marv gets electrocuted for me. <laughs> Genuinely, I, I still cry that every yeah. single time it comes up. Um, but one thing I do find about like the Home Alones is they're just easy watching. It's that eighties cheese, that bit of bit of classicness yeah. to it. But um, on the way back from work today, I actually was listening to um, a doctor analysed all the booby traps that um, oh, were that set by Kevin for it. <laughs> And basically, what they established was with all the different damage things that would happen, like such as the burning, you know, smashing the face of the paint cans, uh, it basically Kevin would be serving uh, two life sentences for first degree murder. So, <laughs> which I did. Even though he was defending his home from from robbery. Yep. Yeah. Even so, though, wow. In America, though, different. Right there, it'd be fine. It'd be fine. <laughs> right. Illinois. Okay. Again. Um, Oh. So, <laughs> we got an LB political there for a little bit. It'll shoot, bring no, it back in. You, you went political. In. I just went my uh, usual. Let's take the piss. So uh, <laughs> bring it back in. I mean, oh. as a Green Bay fan, I'm always going to knock. Yeah, Illinois, of course, so of course you are. It has to be done. But yeah, so I, I think the thing for me with with Home Alone that I liked is it's so different from most other Christmas films that I like. It isn't the same kind of feel good Christmas film in terms of it's kind of that violent. In the same way, like Bottom, you know, yeah. I you know it's the kind of thing you tend to watch around this time in the UK in terms of yeah. kind of it's just feel good comedy. You know, there are other things like Vicar Dibley, BBC specials, those yeah, kind of yeah. things that kind of get rolled out, and it's that kind of almost slapstick humor of it that is just really funny because you don't really get it in the same kind of way in most other Christmas movies unless they replicated it kind of thing in kind of a cheesy kind of fake way but yeah but yeah well to be fair um, John Hughes films in general I'm, I'm a massive John Hughes fan I like the stuff like um, was it Breakfast Club I think it was a John Hughes film and stuff like that as well the yeah. 16 Candles uh, was it Weird Science was, I think that was another one but yeah those type yeah. of comedies they're just easy watching chilled you know have a couple of beers and pizza you know it's, it's that type yeah. of film to watch isn't it yeah. I think um, we, we have similar top twos I will say my third because Home Alone isn't in my top three alright okay it isn't so my third is Jingle All The Way okay 
which is a really cheesy film. Are you are you disappointed more than anything of how? I, I mean, like it, it's but... a common state now, James. There's, you know, I can't really say anything else, can I? Why why are you against this? It's like, crap. No, it's funny. It's funny. I liked it when I was younger. Like, don't 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 take this away from me. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger, like running around trying to get like a toy for his kid. You know. No. He's <laughs> just so upset. It's just crap. No, I just found it really funny because it's that kind of like last minute panic. That kind of element to it that I think quite good. In oh, and too fair. And I think we've all been there, like where like maybe the last few days you're like, wait, I haven't got that present for that person, or something hasn't arrived, and you're rushing around. I'm sure in about six day. years' time, I'm going to go through that. But at the moment, yeah, no, um, yeah, my child is only two, so happy with anything I give them at the moment. I'm sure when they get to about seven, just a race, piece of paper. Thanks, Dad. Yes, yes. It's all <laughs> as long as you can screw it up and throw it in my head, I don't think it'll be bothered to be honest. But. Um, yeah, for me, no, I just never really got into it. No, I just, I, I just I, kind of find it the funny premise of it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, think, I think for me as well, just, I kind of, like, I find it funny because, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger, most people know him for kind of Terminator and some of kind of his action movies and stuff like that. So it's kind of the fact that it kind of took um, the humour of that because they kind of made fun of the whole yeah. kind of action figure thing and <clears> he kind of put himself, kind of, almost kind of made fun of himself kind of element of it. And that's what I kind of really appreciate about it because it is kind of a piss take of himself a little yeah. bit. And I think that's really funny. And then also just seeing him in a very different role at the time kind of thing, kind of that kind of family role rather than something that is a bit more thing. So kind of a lighthearted side of it. Yeah, so, you know, in the same way that things like, um, you know, Rush Hour is really funny because you see them in kind of a comedy element yeah. rather than some of their kind comedy of more serious well, yeah. kind of things. So it's kind of that mixture. And yeah, so that that's kind of my top three. So you're set... Second best Christmas movie. The Grinch. Live action. Yeah. Not the animated Benedict Cumberbatch yeah, one. Yeah, I refuse to watch it. I've seen clips of it and I just... Why I would watched, you change... I no. watched a small section of it and turned it off because it was so depressing. I was like, no. I only tried to watch it... I tried to put it on for a lot to keep my son occupied. I was yeah. like, oh, you know, Christmas spirit. Um, and even I turned it off. He wasn't paying Even he all. knows it's not worth yeah. watching. And that's the thing. The original Grinch, you can't, you can't beat, you know... Yeah, which I believe so was, funny. Because like, um, he put himself through CIA training just to get over the fact that you have the makeup on for so many hours. Really? So um, he said, like, he did it like day one or something, and he kind of went straight to the director and said, I can't do that anymore. Like, genuinely, I, I, I quit. I can't do it. Uh, and they said, no, they'll do anything. And so they got him, like, a CIA interrogator, kind of how to deal with waterboarding in, in kind of, like... <laughs> like <laughs> Yeah, and so this is kind of what he put himself through just to kind of get oh, through okay. it. And that's why there's always that famous picture of him smoking on set with that really long yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah. And that's because they, they told him to smoke to get over the stress of having to wear it. So he was kind of told to smoke to try and take his mind off it and, like, do random things. And, and no, that's what? some of the coping mechanism. And that's why it's so crazy, because... I think he just went, he was driven mad by the kind of prosthetics of it all and kind of the makeup. And because apparently it was like 10 hours worth of makeup that he put on and just be wearing it and just, you know, it was just too much. And that's why ever since, I think he's refused to ever do anything with that. So he's, ever since the Grinch, he won't do any kind of makeup kind of prosthetic thing because well, he's very careful. I with do it, believe so. um, the Grinch, I think it was with Dr. Seuss himself, um, absolutely despised it. And actually yeah. killed the live action. <laughs> Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely hated it. And he was like, no, that's not what it's about at all. Now, personally, I think it's absolutely amazing film. Yeah. Um, and I, the way in which he portrays the Grinch, the whole bitterness and everything, like that, obviously I can associate to that. Um, my actual favourite part is where he's going through the um, telephone directory. Okay, yeah. So, like where he's like, hate, 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 lose entirely. Oh. Yeah, for me, that amazing. Absolutely love it. But... I, to be fair, my girlfriend is obsessed with the film. We've watched it like four times already in the last couple of months because it, it's one of those films that just keeps her occupied more than anything else. It sounds terrible, but I think our favourite bit is... Who is Doris? And, uh, that's for a while. Um, our favourite thing is when... Makes sense about um, the advert now. Yeah. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, inflatable check. Anyway, <laughs> um, when he gets offered the award and he's like, I don't know if I can go, and so he's kind of going through the things and it's like, solve world hunger, tell no one. And like... Uh, dinner for dinner by myself can't cancel that again and kind of is going yeah. down a like, schedule of different things and it's just it's just so much humour in there and the fact it's all ad-libbed the fact that mm. most of it's improvised and made up completely on the spot um, that's, that's one know. of Jim Carrey's like high skills are the improvisation yeah. just yeah. think on your feet and just doing random stuff like this. don't get me wrong I know he's a bit eclectic and yeah there's some things you do watch him and you're like you know in real life and some yeah. people are like is he mad? to be honest he may be 
But as an artist, <laughs> most artists are. Yeah. And well, most good ones are. Yeah. I um, mean, and that is the same thing with like Robin Williams, right? Like normally, if they're that good, they've got <clears throat> some massive drug addiction problem. They've got mental issues because they just can't cope with it, and that's yeah. kind of how they release it. And you know, they are just geniuses in that respect. Like they just know what works. Yeah. And, and kind of no, I, I think he did an absolutely fantastic portrayal. And I, there's a lot of films I do enjoy from yeah. Jim Carrey, but. As an overall portrayal, I thought the Grinch is absolutely amazing. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm just, it's very close to the number one spot, but obviously you can never no, number, beat the number one. You can't be the number one. And I, the people who say that number one isn't a Christmas film, you're just wrong. wrong. Yeah. You're just wrong, clearly. Like, it is definitely the the Christmas film. Yeah, so, so the Christmas film... Does it need to be said? They, yeah. they know. I mean, to be honest, let's face it, <laughs> it's not Christmas until you watch Hans Gruber fall off the Nakatomi Plaza. Oh. So, it is, of course, Die Hard. Um... It's always a big debate, or especially point. this year. I think Bruce Willis himself said it's not because yeah. he said that. And he's what wrong. does he know? What does he know? He's like, a pensioner now, so yeah. what does he say? Um, but yeah, no, Die Hard, fantastic classic yeah. film. It's got the whole the action, the comedy, Christmas, Christmas, yeah. you know, Christmas party, Christmas yeah. music, Christmas um, tree, exactly. Santa outfit, you know. Although whatever side is frightful. But the fire is so delightful. Exactly. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's a classic film. Do we need to pay for that copyright, or was that was that enough difference and not have to pay? And to be honest, mate, with the black country right. accent, they've probably yeah. got no idea what I'm saying anyway. So, yeah, which is quite a surprise how we've all of a sudden developed a uh, nice little cult following in Columbus, Ohio. There's no way on earth they understand what I'm saying. I mean, maybe your Pontiac accent, you might have a chance, but. Oh, maybe it's somebody like, you know, like dialect coaching or something like, <laughs> like here's an example of a, a very simple person from the UK, this is how they speak, this, you know, this is what you want to do. You sounds nothing like Hugh Grant. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, cheesy films like Love Actually, okay, <clears throat> they're good once in a while, but they're not up there as kind of the top, right? There's something you might watch, you know. It's an okay film, Love Actually, I think yeah. it's a very overrated film, personally. No, I think there's definitely parts <clears throat> of it, I think for me, because it is so many different characters in it, there are certain characters I like more, but as a whole, I think there are ones that make it worse, in my opinion, like, you know. The only real character story I actually enjoyed was the Colin Firth one, with the Portuguese waitress. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was yeah. my personal favourite one. Yeah, because that's kind of the main kind of love story. To be fair, I would have thought. Uh, I kind of, I kind of like um, Emma Thompson's kind of the the husband and wife one as well because yeah, it's, it's a bit more real, bit but a bit more edgy because that's kind of the undertone edginess of it really than anything. We well, always see on thing. social media. There's always people that are still angry about the fact that um, Alan Rickman gave uh, <laughs> the office secretary the necklace rather than Emma yeah. Thompson. Yeah. Which fact, I mean, they they do touch on the realistic aspect of things as well. Yeah, because let's face it. It's yeah. not always nice at Christmas, but... Oh, yeah, okay, so, yeah, we weren't really married, but let's bring them all down, so why isn't it very happy at Christmas? <laughs> <laughs> really set the depressing time <clears throat> into it, like, oh, man. Yeah. So, so what is your Christmas tradition? So what do you do? So, like, what's the first time you properly celebrate Christmas and kind of relax a little bit? Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. We've had this conversation yeah, before, I know. like, many times. I know. Uh, the whole thing is... It's almost like I was trying to lead you into the story yeah. a little bit, you know. This is what you do to me all the time, so I'm just like, shut you down. Yeah, yeah, it's fine, yeah, you keep doing it, it's fine. Yeah, so mine is Christmas Eve, on the Christmas Eve evening, uh, turkey and bacon sandwiches. Yeah. Yeah, with the bacon that's been cooked, yeah, the streaky bacon cooked on top of the on top of the turkey. Yeah, a couple of sandwiches like that. Maybe a bottle of wine. Away we go, and then... <laughs> into the turkey, or...? Well, you know, depends how much uh, how kinky I'm getting. But uh, <laughs> well, yeah, obviously, Christmas is literally a case of stuff yourself, like yep. stupid, plenty of wine and beer, and then Boxing Day, veg, and eat all the cold meat after. Yeah, That's yeah. Pretty much my S- sounds sounds like we both got the same plan, pretty much. Yeah, I was you know. basically what I've done for the last thirty-seven years. So um, yeah, I even started drinking at one. Yeah. To be fair, the only thing I'm missing this year is, um, you know, I think we've quite often done like the big family, uh, like Christmas movie marathon, where we kind of get together and watch like two or three kind of Christmas True, movies yeah. and kind of do that. That's always kind of for me a big kind of like, well, that's properly the start because that's almost it's normally done when we've kind of broken up or close to it, so it's kind of like the relaxation. Yeah, you all your siblings so. get kind of get together for the whole. Yeah, yeah. We, well, we we have done. Work. Of course, we can't do it this year. <clears> we, we have done quite often in the last few years, so. Uh, it's just a shame, really, but it's just one of those things, really, isn't it? So. It is at the moment, yeah. So, uh, right, that was the uh, Birds and the Bees, which is a golden summer ale from Williams Brothers Brewery in Scotland. You, you said you needed to tell me something about Birds and the Bees, didn't you? Or? Um, to be fair, I think I'll leave it to Doris. 
Okay, fair enough. Um, fair enough. So, moving on to the Peter Falk for this episode, which is from Alphabet Brewing Company up in Manchester. Uh, and this one is called Flat White, which is a white breakfast stout. It is 7.4%. Now, I'm not going to lie, it's not very white. I don't know what I was expecting. I mean... I've never had most, a white stout. Oh yeah, so most white stouts aren't actually like white. Like, I think I was thinking sense. more on the lines it's of... It's just like, a lot lighter than a darkest normal stout, if that but, makes sense. Which is normally kind no, of but what I was thinking is more along the lines of maybe like a white IPA. I think that's what I got in my head. Oh, okay, yeah. That kind of colour-wise. So in this one, he's pretty much like a hazy kind of amber colour. Yeah, um, amber or kind of hazelnutty kind of thing. Yeah, so this one is maybe multi-barley, oats, hops, yeast, lactose and coffee. So it's a white well, breakfast stout. Uh, I think the you know, coffee you can tell straight away from the smell. Yeah, straight away. Straight so, from the off. That's, to be fair, that's all I can actually smell. Um, um, I'm, I'm intrigued by the breakfast part because I've had a white stout before. I've never. I don't think I've ever had a white breakfast stout. So that's kind of. Uh, I'm do, guessing. Are you going from, first or am I going? I'll first? let you go first, just from the kind of experience here, because I think okay, so your reaction. You are smelling be, very much the coffee. Yeah, I'm definitely. not picking up anything else. If I'm completely honest. Well, no, but then coffee's such a kind of overpowering aroma that I can imagine, and the fact they've gone breakfast, that's probably why it is that coffee aroma that kind of pushing to. Not I'm not going to lie. I thought that was going to be utter shit. It's actually quite nice. No, it doesn't. I'm going to this quite excitedly now. The, the scary part of it is, though, you cannot taste the seven point four percent on it. So, I think that coffee does kind of hide quite a multitude of sins, really. You get that coffeeness kind of immediately, kind of as the back of the throat for me. It's weird. It's it's sweeter than I thought it'd be. Yeah, that thing. It's the sweetness more than anything. You know what? That actually may um, come from the oats because I find oats quite a sweeter yeah. flavour. Um, well, obviously you have the milk in there as well. Mm. I don't know. Um, that is a lot sweet because it's almost kind of, you know, it's not sweet as like an ice cream sundae kind of style that we've had previously. No, no, definitely But not. it definitely has that kind of, you know, hint of it almost. The, the sweetness there, I wasn't expecting. I was expecting that quite a bitter style more than anything else or kind of maybe close to an imperial style in terms of flavour, I don't know, because of the coffee. <clears throat> it's quite distinct. If anything, it smells a lot more like coffee than it tastes like coffee. Yeah, definitely. And, and it is far sweeter than I think, you know, I would have thought. I think... That is dangerous, being a 7.4. Yeah, <laughs> like, and you definitely wouldn't drink it at breakfast. <laughs> You'd be legless by the half day. So, uh, no, it's, I don't know why I said half day rather than midday. Apparently, we, apparently uh, you started it. <laughs> yeah, apparently having the breakfast stout. I can no longer speak. Oh, it was questionable. We are recording this at 7am in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> we should have done that. Start wonder. drinking at 7 o'clock in the morning, just see what happens. Um, well, Christmas Day, right? Like, <laughs> Well, I'm going to wait for about two hours with my son. So, yeah, uh, it's quite hazy. I can't really pick up anything else apart from realistic. It is a. It's, it's, it's it sweet, like, it's sweet it, it and coffee. Like an that's alcoholic kind of, coffee. Yeah. It's like a, an iced coffee almost kind of thing. That sweetness yeah, yeah, of an iced that. coffee. I, you know, it's not as creamy. Kind of yeah. in terms of that, considering it's got the milk in it, it's not that. It's the it's the, good, it's the beer equivalent mm. of an Irish liqueur coffee. Mm, yeah, that's literally the best way I can describe that. Yeah, no, I, th- I think I think that that kind of sits well with um, it. Yeah, it's not offensive. You don't get a massive amount of complexity, but it is a very easy drink, which is dangerous at seven point four. Yeah. Um, so I genuinely didn't think, expect to like this. And actually, I'm guessing all. from from the beers we've got lined up, if I'm honest, this is probably the most festive one we have. And actually, this is a good one for this kind it's of... It's festive about a white like, stout. Huh? Well, no, but in terms of kind of this type of drink around this time of the year... Oh, the winter's all right. right. So I think it is far more... I was like, what the, the hell's, <laughs> the hell's Christmas here about a white breakfast stout? Do you not start drinking at 7 o'clock on Christmas? There you go. No. No, but um, I think it's it's that kind of... The stout in general, but the sweetness as well. Um, that's actually a lot more pleasant than I thought Yeah, it it's really, really um, enjoyable. If I'm honest, for me personally, who, you know, I think I'd probably drink more stouts than yourself. Um, as a, massive, I, as yeah, a general a rule, thing, but, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of stouts. Um, I tend to prefer stouts that are a little bit harsher and a bit more bitter, you know. As just you'd, like yourself. Just as mm. you'd expect. Um, but also quite full-bodied stouts. Whereas this isn't full-bodied. No. And no. that's the other thing. This is quite light-bodied, which I think is normal for a white stout. Okay. If I'm honest, I think that's part of the whole thing is, is that lighter aspect of it okay. um, but you know actually that, that's actually quite pleasant I think the, the white stout I do remember I hated completely right, okay. um, because it was some it was like licorice or something which I'm not like aniseed I'm not a massive fan of any really oh I love yeah. aniseed um, but it just 
No, no. I I've had too many bad nights on like Sambuca and stuff, so... You mean good nights on Sambuca? Good nights, <laughs> well... Maybe yeah. it's not the alcohol's fault, I don't know, but... We've all had the night when you drink half a bottle of Perno, and then the following day you nick you know, a couple of pints of water to refresh yourself and not realising it actually gets you pissed all over again. Yeah, it's mm. crazy, it's crazy. <laughs> oh, we've all been there. Yep, the old school classics. <laughs> right, so, yeah, that was a flat word from uh, Alphabet Brewing. So, uh, I believe we were going to talk about some electricity, James. Okay. Is this so, uh, a Bill, Bill Nye science guy kind of thing? Or? Nope, no. Nope. So, actually, what I was going to talk about was electric vehicles. So, okay, okay. Reason being, uh, are you looking I've at actually, a new car? Or? No, I've actually been doing quite a bit of research into the idea behind actually trying to convert to electric vehicles. Okay. So, at the moment, it's like, oh, it's the future, it's the future, but is it really? Well, so, I think part of this stems from the <clears throat> legislation, of course, where. Is it um, diesel cars that have to be swapped? Like, their stock production, is it 20... 2030. 2030 now, is it? I think originally they put... It was 2025. Like, that's, I thought it was lower, but... I think they ch- they changed the timeline. No, no, probably... no, no. Production on the electric cars, I think, is still 2030. I think they're trying to broad, bring forward the, the carbon neutral zero. Oh, okay. So, with actual electric vehicles... It's all about. I actually did quite a bit of research into um, different types of electric cars to buy. Uh, mainly inspired by things like uh, Top Gear, Grand Tour. I've been watching some and some other different programs about the actual use uh, out a uh, long way up as well. Okay. Yeah. Because um, there was a lot of there's heavy focus about electric vehicles. Now it was actually about what, how easy is it to you literally just to go and buy an electric car and use it day on a day to day basis. So when it comes to electric vehicles, obviously the main one that comes to mind, Tesla. Yeah, probably so, the biggest brand. Yeah. I mean, there's there one we we quite liked in terms of the hybrid stuff. Like, is it a Nissan Note that I used to be a massive fan no, of? No, Leaf, like, which is the electric no, vehicle. Yeah, sorry, the Leaf. Kind of. Sorry, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's different there's different cars all over, um, and there's positives and negatives to most of them. Uh, biggest advantage with Tesla is the the way they set their batteries up is you actually do get a full range as you would expect with a, a fuel tank okay and actually the battery life doesn't drop off after 100,000 miles I think you only lose about 10% the capacity after 100,000 miles so okay. as a longevity term actually that's quite good um, because the biggest problem with electric vehicles is all about life versus charging yeah it's, it's so, how far you can get on it with one charge exactly. but also I suppose having access to the electricity points and stuff like that because that's the other thing right in certain areas you know, if you live in a small like village, an electric car is probably not for you in the grand scheme of things, just from where you can get to and you know what's going to happen. Well, if you with Nissan Leafs, if you actually buy one of the early models, you can get for a couple of grand now. The batteries are crap, and you can get thirty miles out of them. And that's it. Well, what use is that? Because it takes yeah. ten hours to charge yeah. it. You might as well get a moped or yeah, genuinely. Yeah. So uh, there's also different issues with electric vehicles as they stand at this present moment in time, but I'll come into them later. Um, the biggest problem, although you got Tesla with the least the Model Three, which is the most affordable one, which is about yeah. four base is about forty three grand. Uh, is that the top so, one, the Model X, is that the top one? Yeah, uh, that's hundred starts one hundred fifty four. So, the biggest problem with them, although it's like that's comparable price to buying something like a brand new three series from BMW or a C class from Mercedes, is build quality. Okay. So. As I want to tell you on the TV shows, but what you do get from real life, because I follow a lot of car yeah. pages and stuff on social media, um, there's quite a lot of reliability issues with Teslas, not just breaking down, but also, uh, I believe there was a lad in America, literally, his car was outside, had a bit of a rainstorm come off, and his bumpers had been flown off. <laughs> so, if you spend 43 grand on a car, yeah, you're expected to stand up for a little bit more than wind. I mean, because the other big thing, of course, um, with Tesla, more than most companies, availability. Because their production line and the amount of people wanting to do it. Like, they've always had a problem getting cars to customers. So, you know, I know a few people have been on waiting list for over a year for, for some of the, like, Teslas. And you think, you, you wait for a year, you're paying that much money, you want it to work, right? Like, you, you can't it? be getting that and then not working. And to be honest, because I, I go, basically drive 60 miles a day to and from work. And the amount of Teslas I've seen on the back of lorries... <laughs> being picked up because they're broken down really is quite hard that, that's because you work right next to that te- that massive Tesla repair shop isn't it you know the one that takes <laughs> a thousand cars a day and you're like there's a lot of Teslas breaking down uh, so um, it was a bit uh, 
Although I like Teslas, and I think they're actually really nice cars. I've sat in them. I really yeah. enjoyed. It's a nice place to sit. They've got some work to do in order to be a global brand. Yeah. So uh, some of the alternatives you got. So if you wanted more of the premium rates, such as like the Tesla, and you got things such as like the uh, Jaguar I Pace. Again, electronics a bit questionable. Okay. Um, as same with most Jags and Land Rovers. Although they're really nice cars and their off-road capability is amazing, it does come down to the build quality. Yeah, what's that really oh, special one? I think I saw, <clears> on, <throat> um, I saw it on a TV show one. The, the e-tron, is which is the, the Top Gear the Honda. One. No, that's the Top Gear one, isn't it? The e-tron. Isn't that the one they made on the? No, show? no, e-trons are. I think the e-trons are real. Oh, is that any? What, what's the one they call theirs? Like, genuinely, I was just trying to take. Uh, oh, you want about the? Um, yeah, because the they made that massive, like squared yeah, electric yeah. car. I thought it was something stupid like the e-tron because he was like, that was. No, you've got to put e at the start because it's electronic, so it's got to have e. It's just called something like. It was called like Jim to start off with, and then oh, it changed yeah, like, the like thing? hammerhead. Oh yeah, it was some sort of weird thing. It was basically made out of sheet metal and um... yeah, yeah, it was the, like <laughs> square corrugated metal with kind of like those shelf brackets almost. Like, yeah, like... no, it was a uh... because oh, that, was... that weird <clears throat> dome at the top as well, which yeah, just get uh, Richard Hammond in. Uh, yeah, I think on a plastic chair. <laughs> yeah, on a decking chair. Oh, um, yeah, so you got all of those. Um, some of the other cars that have been featured quite a lot recently is people have been pushing like the uh, Vauxhall Corsa mm. E. Um, I don't know why people are pushing the Vauxhall more because I don't know how many people know but Vauxhall actually got bought out about two years ago by Peugeot so you can basically buy the Peugeot 208E which not only looks far more stylish than the Corsa but it's cheaper it's two grand cheaper so you're like and everyone's like oh well down a Peugeot if you buy a Vauxhall you're buying a Peugeot anyway it's the brand so isn't it it is you are, it is the exact same car yeah. so I like that's For me, stupid. the Peugeot 208 actually is really stylish, really nice looking car. So when you look at the course, you're like, it's definitely the more muted one. Yeah. If you're going to spend that much money, why not? I'd rather spend 19 grand on the 2i rather than 21 on the Vauxhall. I think it's just one of those things with electric cars. They they, they cost too much. And that's the thing. I think until... But it's also... Ah, this is where <coughs> my research is coming in. So... Okay. There's other cars. So you've got the Honda one, you've got the... Uh, the Volkswagen one, there's pretty much everybody's got one. You can't just buy one and bring it home. You have to have charging points fitted. Yeah. The cheapest charging point to get fitted to the front of your house, just so you can get your car moving. Which isn't the cost of the electricity. Yeah, not included. just the installation. Yeah, like, the thing, yeah. 600 quid. <laughs> so you need to go and get somebody to pay six, 600 pounds for the unit. I'm not too yeah. sure if that includes fitting or not. That probably doesn't include... No, so you probably need to get a sparker to come around and connect it all up. So you pay £600 for the charge. Probably an extra 100 quid or something, yeah. Bear in mind, £600 probably isn't future-proof either. So if you want a bit more future-proof, you probably need to spend 1200 quid on the next model up. Yeah, just... Get it all plumbed in. So that's a grand and a half before you've even looked. And then... That's on top of your car. Yes, you've got your cost of your electricity. That's going to be cheaper. Yeah, fair enough. But even like, there's lots of other hidden costs. Also, like I said with the four with the batteries, yeah. within some of the cars, Tesla batteries aren't too bad, but other cars, the battery life is going to drop off a lot. Mm-hmm. So with that in mind, you also have to factor in in about seven years, five to seven years' time, you're going to have to replace all your batteries. That's going to be a few grand. Yeah. Not to mention, these batteries are lithium-ion, which are extreme temperamental. So if you had a good smash, it basically turns your car into a bomb. A massive Set. fireball. Yeah, yeah, yeah basically. Yeah. Battery, if you hit if right. you hit the batteries at force, they are going to explode. So your car's going to be written off. So at this present moment in time, the way the infrastructure is set up, There's is no it really benefit, viable? Yeah. Now, I'm a massive eco fan, as you're well aware. Yeah. One thing I did read about though um, is Toyota so Toyota haven't actually entered the market yet so it's almost like they're purposely waiting getting it well they've actually announced details of the one they're going to be bringing out and it's not going to be a lithium ion battery it's actually going to be solid state batteries oh okay so different game changers so they're not as volatile they don't have as much battery life drop off Um, so no idea how much it's going to cost what yeah. the start of the car is. I mean, to be fair, if it's anything like the Prius, then it's going to be yeah. horrendous looking. 
But but the thing is, it, it's a new innovation thing, <clears> so it will take time to get it ready. I think it's accepting realistically it is the future because yeah. you've got to have more renewable sources and stuff like that and you know doing it via electricity is the easier way of doing it <clears> than using kind of fuel um, in terms of that sense um, but I suppose it's just kind of getting time A to get something that works and is far more efficient because it has to be more efficient than the thing it's replacing otherwise yeah. people aren't going to go for it but also it has to be cheaper because yeah. cost determines quite a lot and when you're paying more to be healthier to the environment that is a massive kind of thing and I think it's a kind of circumstance thing I do know a few companies because they're trying to kind of be eco-friendly companies install the charging points in their own place of work and then for example will provide the electricity for free so you know depending on your circumstances you can maybe cost benefit that way because if you're not installing the charge point or you're only using the car to go from work to home you could kind of leave it charging there kind of yeah. thing and stuff like that so you can maybe get away without using it but you know the thing is realistically you know if you're somebody who uses your quite a, uh, car quite a lot it's never going to be feasible no. right but I think the big thing is you know, at the moment, I think the best thing is hybrid cars. That's that at the moment. I, it's funny, though, but from a fuel consumption point of view, I mean, the amount of kind of taxi and Uber drivers that you see going around in, in hybrid cars, it must be far more fuel no, efficient, it's, surely. Uh, cause, no, it's or is it just Rotax and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah Rotax. Charges. Yeah, because it costs so, Well, so, also yeah. with, um, especially because the big city by us is Birmingham, and we, they yeah, are implementing yeah. the charges where if you haven't got something such as a hybrid or electric car, you've got to pay £7 a day to walk driving. Yeah. So, which is a really good idea and I think a lot of people are going to yeah. you can tell you don't drive it's an awful idea it's an awful idea because you don't want to pay the extra money <laughs> yeah. but yeah but it's about, it's about trying to minimise those kind of this is the issue yeah. I have with these type of things so you've people like me who don't drive who think no, they, they introduce charges uh, to try and encourage you to leave your car at home and take public transport yeah. but then they don't put any infrastructure into the public transport so basically you got pay for the roof to get to work on time or pay a fortune for a crap service that actually isn't fit for purpose. So if you're going to do that, that's completely fine, but then put yeah. an alternative in well, place. Well, I think it, it depends on circumstances and stuff that. Like, somebody who uses public transport quite a lot, there are rare occasions where it does fail and it's terrible, but... Sorry, what's, what's that term? Bus wanker. Bus wanker, yeah, that's the term. <laughs> but as a bus wanker myself, I, you know, I know my route, you know, if you do it every day, you know your route, you know kind of the timings of it and if I'm honest it doesn't take that much longer in the grand scheme of things but how, how far it, so. away from your home do you actually live from work uh, drive wise it's probably 25-30 minutes drive isn't it what like 20 minutes what to your work driving <laughs> depends on the traffic yeah I'd say the time no. of the day, yeah like genuinely because <laughs> I know what the second question is going to be maximum 10 to minutes not 10 minutes, that's rubbish. Genuine like, 10 minutes. No, that's rubbish. Bear in mind, I drive past your work every day. Well, yeah, but you minutes. speed massively. The police are there. No, I, would I don't. Say, I, would I say, do not exceed 77 miles an hour. Yeah, but no, the, the times that I do on occasion get a lift, I would say 10, 15 minutes. I would say 15, 15 minutes is kind of the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I get from here to the opposite side of Coventry in half an hour. Yeah, but you just speed. No, I don't. But yeah, no. That's... No abiding citizen, James. Okay. <laughs> facial pulling no but um, yeah buses take take longer I get that but it's more if you know the route and you're kind of accepting of it that's fine I mean the things I do things when I'm on the I bet you do <laughs> in the corner face masks on the other hand yeah exactly yeah. trench coat um. it's like I'm wearing nothing at all yeah but no and it needs, yeah. basically the whole point is you have to have a better infrastructure if you want people to use public yeah. transport yeah. or make things a bit more viable now very briefly before we move on to the around the world for this episode um a car that actually was announced last week. Now, I can't remember the... Are we trying to tap into the Top no, no, Gear market? No. What is this? No, basically, I'll, I'll spend a lot of time we, researching We've got the bodies this. of like Jeremy Clarkson. We can oh, do it, to be fair. Chill out, baby. Actually, there was a car released last week, and it sold out within 24 hours because it's the first self-charging one. So it's solar uh, panels, okay. and it has a range of 1,000 miles. Oh, that's pretty sick. So is like, it self-charging from solar, or is it the kind of build-up of... Um, no, I think it's like, like, like completely solar. So okay. it literally is supposed to be like constantly charged as it goes. So I thought well, that was actually quite cool. Yeah, be really good in, in the UK, that. Well, it's actually, all you need is like daylight. It doesn't have to be something. Yeah, but... Yeah, it's all about energy, James. Yeah, but I bet yeah. if you lived in a desert, it'd be a lot better. <laughs> I wish you lived in a desert. Oh, oh. On that note... <laughs> So the around the world, the uh, the Peter Fog was flat white from Alphabet Brewing Company. Uh, now the we do love each other, really. Pardon? We do love each other. You really. did say love. Uh, you loved me earlier on the week, which I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I'm still scarred. 
Um, so I was trying to show you some affection because you were quite nice to me. Or wait, oh. sorry, I'm not meant to admit to people that you can be nice occasionally. I wasn't nice to you at all. That's all lies. Um, you have absolutely zero proof. So so like I've got the text messages to pro- and the pitch. I've got the pictures to prove it. Photoshop. Um, so the hero in the world for this episode is from Tanker, uh, and it's called Oh My Citra, which is a triple dry hopped IPA with six percent alcoholic volume. Okay. So before I, it's going to have citrus citrus tapes, uh, you know, to I think. No. No. You Absolute hate me, right? cock. You hate me. Uh, so, Tanka are from Estonia, James. Uh, I, you know, that famous brewing company? I'm curious whether you like... The, the thing that, for me, that stands out is, is not the citrus, it's the, the triple dry hopped, right? Like, yeah. you're not a massive fan of double dry hopped because you don't like massively hoppy beers. We said that, and then we like, had the that oh, Hazy Queen from the last episode, and I absolutely... Well, I, well annihilated that. Well, but there, there's there's another thing, right? It depends on what kind of hops it is and what style of beer. So you like a New England IPA? Yeah. They're quite often double dry hops. To be fair, quite you know most of them. I'm honest. I'm yeah, I'd say I'd say the vast majority of them. Um, but then it's kind of the flavour profile. Really? Would you say them more more double dry hops? I'd say I'd say the majority of uh, New England IPAs that I've had. Are, okay. But maybe I'm. But yeah. Well, no, so yeah, six yeah, percent uh, from Estonia. The can is absolutely stunning. It's kind of a take on who's who the screen. Um, I can't remember his name. It's not Van Gogh, is it? Oh, that's really going to annoy me now. But yeah, so it's a take on the screen anyway. Anyway, very colourful, very interesting. Definitely draws the eye. Uh, what are you saying about the uh, nose and the taste then, Hammers? I mean, surprisingly, there's a citrus aroma. Really? But, um, I'm quite surprised at that. Uh, but you can you can definitely pick up on some of the kind of the strength of the hops there. I think. Um, so this straight from the well, as you're having a sip, I'll quickly describe the colour to it. So again, it's very hazy. It's a very light colour, more what you'd kind of say along the lines of a pale look. Um, it's. It looks quite light. It doesn't look like very dense or anything like that. Obviously, you do get the citrus uh, aroma when you do smell it. Uh, what are you saying about the taste there, Hammers? Well, I think firstly, triple dry hops, I was expecting it to be a lot of a drier taste to it and also a bit more full body because you're right, this is quite a light beer in terms of, I think, <clears throat> the body to it. Um, the thing is, I think it's you definitely have the taste of hops. Very citrusy aftertaste, but not kind of fruity, kind of juicy aftertaste. It is very kind of hoppy more than anything else it's kind of almost i hate to say it, it's almost uh, what you'd expect from a a bit of cleaning detergent at the end in terms of it's <laughs> the things for me that's not what i consider a pleasant citrus aftertaste it's almost tangy to it something a little bit off to it for me i think it's probably the mixture of that with the hops in terms of the bitterness that just doesn't tend to balance well for me in terms of where it's coming on you know where it's coming on my mouth, which sounds like the wrong sentence in wow. that world. Wow, this wow. could be clipped. This whole episode uh, could be clipped. That is horrendous. Right? Yeah. Um. Where the beer... <laughs> I can't... I just... Oh, I can't even speak up that. Um, <laughs> horrendous. Uh, right, so well, when I've had a sip of it, um, I actually get quite a light citrusy drink to start off with. That was kind uh, of a light... It's quite enjoyable. Too. However, it then gets completely overpowered with a massive, bitter, hoppy aftertaste. And, if anything, detracts from the overall enjoyment of the start of the beer. Because um, they just don't seem very well balanced. Oh, that's the thing. I think it's just... It's it's too complicated with the hoppiness, I think. And, and the thing is, given this is 6%, right? You know, there are people that might have this and think, oh, that's the strength of the alcohol. Oh, that tastes strong. Actually, this doesn't taste like a strong beer. It just tastes like a very hoppy beer. And that's kind of the real distinction for me when we talk about, oh, this tastes quite strong. That doesn't taste 6% for me. I've had, you know, 4.5 IPAs that taste exactly like this. That, for me, that aftertaste is very much the hops. Um, And to be fair, this is what you'd expect from a a double dry hops or a triple hops, in my opinion. Like, that is the very bitterness. Like, you know, it's going to be hoppy. But for me personally... That's too much, you know. As somebody who likes hoppy IPAs, that's too much. Yeah, and that's the thing. So yeah, because I'm definitely um, I like I enjoy some IPAs. I say definitely, in particular the New England ones personally. But there's some you know nice session IPAs or normal IPAs I can enjoy. The problem is that's so close to being a fantastic beer, and it's just I think, I think you're right though. It's that initial light-bodied citrus flavour to it. But yeah, that's the, really nice. I know I said clean detergent, but it's the idea that that the 
the citrus is just as kind of like a note of it. It's a hint of it. Whereas mm. if it was full-bodied citrus or kind of a full-bodied tropical, if they'd gone kind of more tropical hop or something like that, actually that could have been a lot nicer because I think that would have taken away from some of the harshness of the bitterness, but also the full-bodied nature of of those kind of beers, it tends to linger more. And actually that citrus notes just lingered that a little bit more. It would offset it. But instead, it's just pure hoppiness from like, you know, you get a little bit of citrus to start with and then it's pure hoppiness and that's all you can taste. Yeah. No, it's, the other um, thing, I don't know from you, but the more I drink of it, the more that hoppiness is building up as well. Like it is just getting hoppier. The thing is, so, yeah, the hoppiness builds up but also dries out your mouth. Yeah. So it goes from the, you'd lose that refreshing aspect of it, and it just becomes drier. Where you actually want to drink more of something else just to offset it. So, yeah, that's a bit of a shame, really, because we had the tanker before, and we really enjoyed that one. But uh, yeah, Omar Citra, although it's a beautiful can design, um, personally, it just doesn't no, really tick that box, does it? It's a shame, really. Like you say, it, it's close to being really good. It's just that it's too complex for its own good. Yeah, agreed. So. Right, so um, I do believe you wanted to do the classic Christmas uh, activity yeah. of a game show. James. A game show. I thought we'd we'd try and make it a bit different. It's something we talked about doing ourselves anyway, right? I, it's, okay. it's a game we've played previously. Yeah, it is a game we played previously, but I thought it'd be quite funny. And it's one of those things, during lockdown, right, It's you're, you're kind of stuck in your house. Let's say you might not be able to go out. You look and, you know, you're desperate for a beer. What do you do? You know, you go on delivery or Uber Eats and you try and get whatever beer you can get delivered to your house. Okay? We've all done it. Okay? And it's one of those, it's so funny how expensive sometimes these are. And also, I've got a few examples where it's a little bit cheaper than you'd expect, in my opinion. So, a few different examples. I mean, the thing with the UK now is actually a lot of the big supermarkets are getting on these platforms. So, the fact that you can get Morrison's Co-op... Aldi, I think, yep. is even on Aldi there now. Aldi. So, yep. um, actually, a few of them are, are kind of things. Some places put premiums on it. So, yeah. what's always annoying for me is a lot of these places, if you go in, it's half the price in the store than it is trying to order it through an app. But um, I thought we'd start with the basic. And this isn't just going to be beer, okay? But okay. basically, you know, I'm going to give you an item and you've got to try and guess what the price is. And then, you know, we'll see if you're right and see how far away you are and we can kind of go from there. So, um, I, I always like kind of the, the standard... Um, Cadbury buttons right? okay because I think you know for most people Cadbury buttons okay bit of chocolate over here probably one pound right is what you normally pay one pound one pound fifty is your standard price yeah so how much do you reckon Cadbury buttons are are they giant buttons giant buttons one bag 109 grams okay so I'm going to go for two pound eighty five you're going to go two pound eighty five any particular reasoning here I'm just curious I'm going to like it's just randomly sticking to my head Okay, so, giant buns, higher than that. No. Yeah, higher than that. £3.80. £3, you'd be like, that's... I've already said a word then, James. <laughs> £3, you'd be like, that's a £3.80 for a bag Jesus. of... Mm. <laughs> right. That is crazy. It's infuriating almost, isn't it? Like, it's... What I find funny is that... You know when you go to cinemas, right, and you end up... You know, you don't take any yeah, chocolate. that's more expensive than a cinema. It's more expensive than a cinema. And that's just crazy to me. I mean, you know... Um, okay then, go on then. Get some next one. Uh, next one that we've got on the list is. I mean, take your time, James. Sorry, it's got a long time restricted. Uh, a four pack of uh, Peroni. Four pack of Peroni. Yeah. So an expensive place such as like a Marks and Spencer, if you went and grabbed it, you'd probably talk about six pound fifty. Okay. So I'm probably going to go for eight pound more in the ballpark. More in the ballpark. So, what about one bottle of Peroni, six hundred and twenty milliliters? Four pound fifty. Four pound fifty. No, six pound thirty. What? Six pound thirty. Yeah. It's... Six pound. Do you get a blowjob with it as well? Because if it's at that price, you want one. You'd hope so, wouldn't you? I mean, it's crazy, like how much these end up costing. I mean, the one that I found, like a bottle of water, but uh, Buxton sparkling water, five hundred milliliters. No. £2.50? Oh, actually, you're pretty close. £2.40, which I still think is overpriced as anything. I thought it was ridiculous as I said it, but... But you're like, no, it can't can't be that much. It can't be that much. I mean... (laughs) Jesus Christ. Okay, uh, can of Red Bull. Ooh. £3.50. £3.50. Okay, one can of Red Bull is only £2.95, which isn't too bad. Oh, bargain. um, I'll have two. 
this is where I was quite surprised actually because you know co-op and places like that is actually more reasonable so most of the, yeah. those examples were from kind of shell garage I think co-op was £1.30 for a can of Red Bull uh, and, that's, like, that's actually not out of place to be honest well, and this is the thing right so uh, the next one is uh, four cans of Budweiser okay and these are 440 440 milliliter cans so firstly from uh, we'll go co-op we'll go co-op as kind okay. of a benchmark okay well, how much should it be? It should be free, so you can literally just open it and pour it down the drain. I'm going to say... Fiver. £4.50. Which is, I think, if you like Budweiser, not which that you no do, decent, normal human being does. Like, self-respecting human being would ever say. Okay, so how much from a shell garage? So £4.50 from co-op, how much from a shell garage? Nine quid. Oh, so close. £8.90. I was going to say £8.85. Yeah, it's, it, the th- this thing, right, it's never on the dot. It's mm. always a little bit more or a little bit less because that's kind of the crazy thing that you've got. So, I mean, honestly, I just the, the amount of kind of things when I was going through it. I mean, um, uh, Sensations, your favourite crisps, okay? You like chicken and thyme, right? Sensations. They are so best, bag, that's why. Right, so this is a kind of large bag of uh, crisps or chips if you're in Cullum. <laughs> so, like... <laughs> Um, we do have other people listening in America as well. For some yeah. reason, we have a seem to have no, a surge I'm, I'm in Columbus. I'm singling them out just in case, you know, in case there's any potential deal there. <laughs> <laughs> so, how much do you think? How much do you think that would be? Well, normal price is two pound. Two pound. Sale price is a pound. So, based on what you said firstly, before, firstly, co-op. We'll go with co-op. Okay, co-op, co-op. I'm going to go two fifty. On the dot. On the dot, £2.50. You got ooh, on right. Nice. Yeah, big nice. fan. So, okay. how stupid the overprices are going to be from the BP garage? Remember, okay, £3.80 was the chocolate. Okay. Because so so, chocolate is... Because you've thrown me off now. Yeah, because you're, you're, you're probably going to go a bit lower, weren't you? Or like £3.00. No, no, no. no, no, no. Okay, okay, you're just ruining my game now. Okay, fair enough. So, okay, fair enough. I hate people like you. Yeah. Um, 4.10. 4.10. No. Do you want another guess? No. No, okay. Uh, £3.70. <laughs> cheaper than <laughs> cheaper than a pack of chocolate. You threw me off my game, then. Yeah, exactly, but I kind of like that because it just screws you over a little bit. Oh, okay. So just remember that when uh, the recorder goes off. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, next, the last one, because it's kind of Christmas, and I thought we'd just throw one in. Mince pies. Ooh. Okay, because Who this buy? is the thing. So. He buy what style? I mean, I'm a big mince pan I supposed to be a big Miss Pie fan, but I, I seem to amalgamate all the words to one. I mean, one. it's it's almost like you're having a stroke right there and then. So, no, I've been tested. It's fine. <laughs> um, been tested. We'll go. We'll go one stop first. Okay. Okay. So, what type of mince pies? So these are six six packs, non bakery kind of. So they're not fresh mince pies. They're kind of box, not Mister Kipling, but not one, Kipling. one stop own, own brand. brand, own brand, own brand. So mince if it's pie. one stop, that's basically Tesco. Yeah. Okay. So, um, two quid. Two quid, two pound thirty. Okay. Okay. Which I don't think is too unreasonable. Considering that they bump the price up on delivery, okay. I'll take that. Co-op. Okay. For bakery fresh. For bakery fresh. Bakery I'm fresh. going. I'm going back two quid again. Two quid. No, actually one pound seventy-five, which I think is quite reasonable. Okay. I mean, this thing co-op. You know, not that we're sponsored by co-op, but they're, they're quite. You seem to be. Yeah. I think that was the I one example. Paul, you were going that for was today. the one example that was a little bit cheaper. That thing, Aldi. Weirdly, a lot of these items they don't have because they only have like limited yeah. items on there. But that was co-op. Weirdly, was one of the cheaper ones. And then the final one is the BP garage. Four pound fifty. Four pound fifty. No, four pound eighty. <laughs> for four. Uh, Jesus for four. Christ. Yeah. For like, four. For four. Not six. even six. Four. Weird. But they're like the robbery. Oh, I should have said they're deep filled. Sorry, because that would have changed. Not the first time we said that. <laughs> that would have changed your mind, maybe deep filled, because you know. But yeah, but I think they should put the premium on it, because I suppose if you're that desperate that you're gonna order mince pies from a BP garage, you'll pay anything, right? Like if you. Well, I can't really say much because I do have twenty four mince pies in my head. No. I have. 30 mince pies in my head. Okay, I'm just thinking back, like, all my, oh, God, it must be, must be like seven months ago when you were telling us the amount of mythos and beer you had in your house, right? Yeah. And now that's been sort of mince pie. Yeah. That, you can tell it's Christmas, right? You can tell it's Christmas yeah. from that alone. I'm too fair, <laughs> mainly because of the, the sheer rate me and my wife are demolishing mince pies. It's getting a little bit dangerous. Yeah. So, and that's only that's only going to cover you for the next few days. I mean, you're going to have to... Oh, I'm mate, probably into my mobile boxing day. Oh, yeah. But, uh, it's all right, they'll be on offer then, it's fine. <laughs> They really want to be fair. I saw, I saw an advent calendar for 50p. Bargain. Really? Yeah. Well, that's cheap chocolate, isn't it? I, I so. may have bought one. 
50p chocolate, Chris. I mean, it's cheaper than buying a small bit of chocolate, isn't it? Wow. Okay, so the next beer you're pouring is very lively. You've got a flake in that, love. <laughs> Terrible. Oh, I'm not. Get, I can't, I've got to be very. To I've got to be very careful what I say now, just in case, because uh, anything could be taken out of context. Jesus Christ! Yeah. I'm not going to say. I'm, I will say that this uh, the around the world, the oh my sister from Tanka, and also the wild card, which is actually from Full Circle Brewing Company, and it's called All Together, which is part of the collaboration they did to support um, hospitality professionals through lockdown. Yeah. They're both in crazily lively. Uh, I mean, they almost literally literally hadn't stopped like bubbling over for the yeah. entire time since we opened it. Uh, and they all together, as I poured it, it is it's just gone crazy, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah, and yeah, you know, I poured it exactly the same as I would normally do. There's no. I mean, difference. we 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 both worked in uh, bars and pubs, haven't we? Yeah. So yeah. I mean, we, we both exactly, and that's the thing. So we know how to pour a pint. And, and if you can, if you can, if you can pour <laughs> oh, a pint on the. See, uh... This is where we need the video, right? For this kind of moment here, like. Oh, if, wow, that's well, terrible. if you can pour a pint on the sub, you can pour a pint on anything. So yeah, that's true. Uh, the fact that this is lively says more about the beer than it does anything else. But um, yeah, so altogether, I say it was a IPA, six point two percent. I say it was a collaboration style that they did across so many different breweries that kind of did the same brewery thing, all in aid of helping yeah. money, like donate money to, to different uh, people struggling throughout the. Lockdown. Uh, this is brewing in Newcastle. That was the worst <laughs> accent in the world, but I, I stuck with it. You stuck with it. Okay. I used to work with the Geordie as well, so. Wow. Did he rub off on you? Was that a different story? Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. oh you changed uh, your tap now, haven't you? Ah. Yeah, I did, that, that, that comes off too well now. No, I'm it, it, it meant, <laughs> what you used to laugh because whenever you used to piss her off, she'd like just go full drill. Oh, we here, man? And he was like. Is that the accent, though? Okay, so probably. Just, Oh, let's face it, I've had many hits to the head, it could be anything. Um, oh, the one true Geordie. <laughs> oh. well, when, I used to actually, uh, when I used to work with her, she was um, it was at the TV station that I used to work at before it uh, closed down. And um, the best thing that we've ever had was we used to have to have different codes for different items. And she was trying to say an item over the uh, headsets. Yeah. And the letters A and E were indistinguishable from uh, each other. <laughs> so, fortunately, because I worked with her that much, I could work out what they were. But trying to listen to a producer work out what she was trying to say was comedy gold. I wish it was recorded. Oh, it was wow. actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, I needed to go to hospital in A and E, but ended up in AA. <laughs> oh, it was. Oh. Absolutely genius. But yeah, um, so this is 6.2%. Uh, I do believe you've had a swig already, James. Yeah, so I mean, I thought I'd, I'd have a swig Ooh. while you then talk about it and you run because of the thing. And I think, to be fair, we, we talked about how much it was kind of bubbling over and kind of the... the it is lively. Yeah. And the thing is, I, I think the first thing I would taste from it, carbonation. Yeah. And it's no surprise that it is kind of foaming at this point. It is heavily carbonated. Um, and that's kind of from a kind of texture point of view is all you're getting realistically um, outside of that it is kind of almost a standard bitter IPA in my opinion like it doesn't seem too you know a bit more harsh in terms of the aftertaste but I don't think there's particularly too much to it outside I, of kind of your situation me personally but personally I get a slight bit of fruitiness with it as well so not as for intense. me it's more tangy than, than kind of fruity That's no I do, pick up, I do pick up the fruitiness but there is a distinct bitterness after with it as you would expect with an IPA it's very similar in colour to the uh, almost it's just a very pale in its um, appearance you can't you just get the hoppy smell in the aroma and yeah uh, I personally get a bit of fruitiness I can't distinguish what the fruit is it's not particularly citrusy yeah, uh, I think, but maybe a tropical note to it. Yeah, I think the thing for me, flavour profiles are ruined when you have carbonation quite often because it's so hard to pick up on it when you know it is just kind of. But again, I'm picking it up at the so. start, which is the area you generally yeah exactly. And this, to and pick this up thing, anyway. personally, you know, um, I, I'm curious to know if it was thing because I was I was just kind of I agree with you. It's not citrus. It's not kind of like uh, like orange or anything like that. It is more tropical. I don't want to say kind of pineapple or kind of mango. It's almost um. I know what you mean, though. It's uh, along papaya. those lines. We had a papaya one before, mm. and it's that kind of almost a little bit more distinct because papaya were a bit more kind of bitter as well to it, I think, is what I would potentially push towards. But 
Yeah, but you just, even though that's not, I don't think that's um, a double or triple uh, dry hop beer, it's still got that similar kind of bitterness to it at the end. You know what, and, and this is another thing I was going to say, actually, for me, that tastes quite bitter, and considering we've just come from an incredibly hoppy beer, that's yeah. triple hops, the fact that I'm still picking up on that bitterness, that is an incredibly hoppy beer as well. It is. Um, and that's the thing. Um, it's weird just, it's weird because it's completely different texture to the one we've just had. Although both were quite lively, this one actually tastes lively. Yeah, agreed. And that's the thing, so. Right. Okay. James, uh, it has come to that time. I will let you go first. I believe I went first last time. Okay. Um, oh, I see, it's difficult. I think, for me personally, I will, will start off by putting the all together. Okay. In last place. In last place. Okay. I think, for me personally, that carbonation is just a little bit too much. Um, and, you know, it's the kind of thing that's kind of putting the beer off. And if that's the way it's been stored or the way, you know, if that's something from our handling and we've kind of done that, then, you know, we kind of hold our hands sure, up there. Because these, these were delivered very recently. Yeah, and that's the thing. For me personally, just that carbonation is, is complete taking away from whatever flavour there is. And, you know, my next one is Oh My Citra. And although that was a little bit hoppier, for me, that was far more pleasant. It was far more drinkable, yeah. in my opinion. And that's kind of what's put in that head of the kind of the rest. Um, then I'm probably going to Bird and the Bees, the Golden Ale, number two. Okay, because I think that is just a very sessionable Golden Ale. There's not much to it, if I'm honest, in terms of thing, but it is very kind of standard. And um, I think it's one of those where, you know, we said, you know, earlier if you haven't tried that many beers and you're kind of going from a lager taste, this is definitely something you could enjoy. Uh, but the thing for me, the, the white English uh, breakfast... English? Stout, English. I don't... You know, I'm thinking um, breakfast, English breakfast tea. That's what's coming to my ah. head. That's why. So white breakfast stout, um, flat white, ABC. That That is standout for me, mainly because I'm a, I'm a fan ABC. of... ABC. Is that like Alphabet Brewing Company? ABC. Oh, man. I can do the alphabet, though. Be proud of me. I've got big boy come from... <laughs> Don't do. <laughs> it's funny, no, because um, just before this, I was like reading because you, you can read. I was reading because you've got some of the uh, the the cards for your uh, two year old son, right? So you've got yes. things like W for worm and stuff. And I was reading them, and I thought, God, I I actually sound special, <laughs> like as I'm reading these out loud. Like I I'm, it's surprising that I can read W for worm, but um, yeah, flat white for me is definitely the standout. I'm a big fan of stouts. I think it's more because I've also, compared to all the others, that's the one that surprised me the most and it was quite pleasant. Um, I think it is definitely sweeter than I was expecting, but actually, you know, given it's winter, that would be the one I would go back to in this kind of period, you know, and I really liked it. So we'll see if you're completely different now. Okay. There's the difference. We're not exactly the same. Not exactly. So there's a few. Okay. Okay. We're in the same ballpark. Okay. So last for me is Omai Citra. Okay. Starts off nicer, but ends worse. Okay. That over hoppiness. I did yeah. have a sip of while you were going through that. And for me, yeah, it's just the... For what could be a potentially beautiful beer, it's just been overcooked. Yeah. Um, third place, I would go with it all together. Because drinking that, for me, is a little bit more balanced yeah. throughout. It's stupidly lively. Way too much. Um, I think this kind of makes sense from where we both pick up. Yeah. The elements of the beer to be fair so I think that kind of explains why it's different yeah yeah, uh, yeah. easier to identify isn't it um, in second place the birds and the bees very drinkable beer slightly put off being a perfect beer by the elderflower in my opinion but overall very easy to drink very one you can easily session on all day long yeah. uh, and definitely the surprise of the whole episode it's got to be flat white yeah. Absolutely stunning beer. Uh, I don't like stouts. Yeah. Mate, I'm, I'm not subtle about it at all. Uh, and yet, yeah, I could order more of them. I think I, I think out of all of them, that's also the one that I'm thinking, actually, I know I've tried a white stout before and was put off by it. Actually, I might go and try a few different white stouts. So if anybody listening has tried any uh, of the white stouts and, and has any suggestions, then buy them across to us and we'll, we'll give them a go, to be fair. Because actually, that was that was really good. No, definitely. Um, you know, fair, we've had quite a few from uh, Alphabet Brewing Company. And yeah. to be honest, their beers have been absolutely fantastic. So. Yeah, they're just, they, they've got... You know, they have the complexity and flavours, but they get balanced right every time. And that's the thing. And, and getting that balance is always the, the hardest thing when we try beers is that kind of flavour balance. So the fact they've done that, I think, is really good. And they do it consistently, so. 
Yeah. Well, uh, that is it for this episode. So episode yeah. 24 is all done and dusted. Uh, Merry Christmas to everybody who is listening to the podcast. Yeah. Uh, we'll... I'm trying to work out whether we can get one uh, another episode done before New Year. If not, it'll be done just afterwards. Anyway, yeah, it's going to be around, around the New Year time. period. I think the thing for me, you know, uh, I would just tell people, you know, make sure you're on kind of following us on social media across all the different platforms. We've been doing the beer advent. Yes. Uh, I think we've had a lot of positive responses from like, various people. And some nice suggestions as well. Really nice suggestions. We had a really good one for the Brewdog uh yeah, layer cake. Like layer cake. And actually, that was that was really good. And I'm, I'm glad we tried that, actually. And that was all from that suggestion. So, um, you know, if you have got any other suggestions, still send them our way. We we have got pretty much them all lined up now until the 25th. And we have something kind of special planned. Yeah, so we're going to do a bit so, of a yeah. Instagram live, aren't we, on yeah. Christmas Day? We won't tell you too much, but we have got some special yeah. so days So it's going to be on the first days because, of course, you know, as a family, we can get together with like three households where we're actually going to be in the same household for Christmas so we thought just as kind of a special thing a good way to kind of round the year off I think a little bit uh, we've got a few really nice beers to try and you know well hopefully a, yeah for the price we've spent on them <laughs> yeah exactly so it'll be it'll be a bit of a laugh probably kind of after Christmas dinner yeah so know. to be honest we're probably going to be three parts cut by the time we do start yeah. so we apologise but for I think we did that last time and it was really funny so just keep an eye out on social media for it we'll make sure you know we'll, we'll send it out yeah exactly be really good. but yeah uh, hopefully everybody can enjoy uh, Christmas where possible um, please be safe but all in all drink beer be merry have a good time and we'll be speaking to you in episode 25